when TPT Forward 2024 was announced and they said that there would not be a virtual version of the conference for this year. I know there were many teacher sellers that were bummed out because they may not be able to make it to San Diego for one reason or another. But I think this is a blessing in disguise because there is a completely virtual conference that did so fantastic last year. It was easily one of my favorite conferences, and that is the Teachers Sellers Summit. The great thing about this is that it also takes place in the summer. This is from June 27th through the 30th, and if of course, it's all online. You have not only pre-recorded sessions, but you also get live events. So what I wanted to share with you about right now is information about this Teacher Seller Summit and how you can level up your business from the comfort of your own home. There are sessions about perfecting your product listings, creating print-on-demand workbooks, opening up your own shop, and diversifying your income streams. But not only that, you can also connect with successful teacherpreneurs and industry experts to take your TPT or teacher business to the next level. Here's what's in store. You have in-depth sessions about mastering key business skills both on and off TPT with insights from experienced speakers, a variety of networking opportunities where you can connect with business owners worldwide, swap ideas and learn from each other's successes, practical tips and strategies with actionable techniques to succeed whether you're just starting out or you're aiming higher. And additionally, there are live Q&A panels, a private podcast for on-the-go learning, and so much more. I'm presenting at this conference, and my session is about three keys to a successful TPT store brand. So you may be wondering, what does this cost? What's the investment on this? And there are early bird tickets available through April 30th for $99. And you can save nearly 25% by just purchasing in the month of April. But if you're listening to this and it is past April, but not yet June, so May and June, you're listening to this, you can still purchase tickets to this conference for $129. You will get a 90-day pass to all 40 sessions, live Q&A panel discussions, virtual hangouts, co-working spaces, private podcast. If this sounds like something you're really interested in, you can check out my affiliate link in the description where you're listening to this episode. I hope I can see you there. Now let's dive into this week's episode. You're listening to the Creative Teacher Podcast, a show for busy teachers looking for ways to engage, inspire, and make an impact in their teacher businesses. I'm Kirsten a teacher business owner who is all about simple and actionable tips, strategies, and resources that result in wins, big or small. If you're looking for that extra spark of creativity, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in together. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Teacher Podcast. This is officially the last episode of the 2023 year for Monday. Next week is Christmas. And of course, I'm not going to put out a podcast episode on that day. So I'm going to move that episode 
to later in the week. So tune in for an extra episode this week and we will close out the year. So this is going to be a really fun and exciting episode because I invited my mastermind to come and speak about masterminds and how we started ours and what we do. So it'll be a little bit of a behind the scenes look into our mastermind. And if you're interested in starting a mastermind or joining a mastermind, this episode will give you tips on how you can go about doing so. I promise it's a lot easier than you think. I know you're really going to enjoy this conversation, so let's go ahead and dive in. Today's a really fun episode because I have members of my mastermind here and we're all going to chat with you about a variety of things just related to a mastermind and what it's like. So this is exciting because you're going to be able to come behind the scenes over my shoulder and listen in on my mastermind and we are going to just share out some advice and tips for you guys. So I will go ahead and start with, let's just introduce ourselves just to make it known, like who you are. You can tell a little bit about yourself, your TPT store, your niche, however you want to go. And I'll just let whoever wants to go first, go first. Hello, hello. I am Tanya G. Marshall, the butterfly teacher. I primarily serve second through sixth grade teachers with language arts and math resources. So excited to be in this mastermind and to have this conversation with everyone. Thank you so much. Hi, my name's Cassie Nowak, and I am partners with Rachel Annette in Minds and Bloom, and we make resources primarily for third through fifth graders, and we focus on math and ELA, and I love this group so much. It's my favorite time of the week when we meet. I'm Mary Pat from Just Add Students, and my store is geared toward uh, middle school ELA teachers, and I also love the group but maybe not as much as Cassie. Hey, I'm Caroline Kaler. My store name is Caroline Kaler. And um, I predominantly make um, special education materials along with some early childhood um, things as well. And I also am starting a membership for special education teachers on my website, calivora.com. I'm Claire. I am half of Pass the Potholes with my husband, Terry, and we are Ontario curriculum. I'm mostly grade four to eight um, and a lot of math, but some language and assessment and things too. All right. Well, that's a little bit about my mastermind and who's all in it. I know I, we were going to do it kind of like casual, but Cassie, because since you're the one who joined us, tell us about the whole background of why we even started this mastermind, <laughs> if you don't mind. Well, I was in an awesome mastermind for a couple of years um, that started right around the time COVID did. And after a couple of years, the members sort of went in different directions and we just kind of um, slowly did away with the mastermind. And I went about a year or maybe a year and a half without being in a mastermind. And I just missed it a lot. And Rachel kept encouraging me to start another one. But I was a little bit nervous to start one because I didn't know who to ask or I didn't know if people would want to be in it. And so I just kept an open mind about about it. And I just was patient. So two years ago, when I went to the TPT conference, 
I was listening to Tanya give her speech and I just felt like she is the one. So um, when I left the conference, I just emailed her. I didn't really know her very well and just said, hey, are you interested in a mastermind? I had already been thinking about Kirsten and ever since Rachel had Rachel told me that I should start a new one. Um, I was just kind of looking out and just keeping my eyes open and my ears perked up for someone I thought might be a good fit. And Kirsten had actually signed up to be a guest blogger for Minds and Bloom. And that is how I first discovered her. And I followed her on Instagram because I wanted to be able to give her a shout out for the blog post and um, tag her and all of that. And so then for like about a year, I think I just followed her on Instagram and saw what she was doing. I saw that she was doing things in her business that were similar to what I wanted to do in our business. And so I kept her kind of in, in mind for quite a long time. And uh, Rachel and I had a meetup in Austin one time. Rachel lives in Seattle and I live in Houston. So we met up in Austin just to spend some time together and, and do some work. And while we were there, we thought it would be fun to have um, a meetup with other TPT sellers in the area. So we just put out like a, a message, like anyone in Austin want to meet up? And we had several people meet up. And I saw that Kirsten signed up for it. And I was so excited because I had been spying on her for so long and thinking about her as she was the only person I had in mind at that time to be in a mastermind with. This was before I met Tanya at the conference. And um, we had we had dinner together and I thought she was so smart and so sweet and I thought she would be a great fit. So after that conference and after I had emailed Tanya and she really thought about it and spent some time, um, we decided to go for it. And Kirsten was the first person that we asked. And um, we asked a couple of other people in mind. Um, one really cool story about it was Caroline had listened to both mine and Tanya's uh conference session on the virtual one. And she reached out to both of us, just private messaged us and just said, you know, thanks for your conference. Um, I'm looking for a mastermind. And we were like, why not? We we looked at Caroline's site and everything that she was doing. We could tell she was a go-getter and heading in directions that we also wanted to go. So I think that's one of the most amazing stories is that she reached out to us and ended up being a part of our mastermind, and we probably wouldn't have known her. So um, I think we have an amazing group, and I just love the story of how each person came into our group. It happened kind of organically, but it was something that was in the works for a long time before it actually happened, and we actually started meeting every week. So I love you guys, and I'm so, so grateful that each of you said yes. Yes, we love you too. Yes, I... I love that. How we, and it's been over a year now, I guess. It seems so like there's so much that has gone by in a year. And um, one of the things that I love about our mastermind is that I feel super comfortable with y'all. I can hash things out. I can rant something, you know, I had, I had something on my heart I wanted to rant about and you guys listen to me and I feel um, just really grateful that I can share uh, ideas and also get ideas and inspiration from you guys because you have you all have different strengths that you bring to the table. Um, so yeah, we meet twice a month, every Tuesday or not every Tuesday, but 
on Tuesdays, twice a month. Um, and I guess, does anybody want to share like our structure, like how we organize our, like decide on topics? Okay. I'll go next. <laughs> Yay. Mary um, Okay. Mary so um, at the beginning we had plan. we took topic, we each took a topic to talk about each month. So for our two meetings, we kind of decided that one meeting would be on a structured topic that somebody presents, like somebody talked about Pinterest and somebody talked about email. And um, and then um, the next week we uh, or the next time we met, we talked just kind of had like an open, open agenda, no agenda. Talk about whatever you want. And we started out doing that, but we've kind of moved away from that because that's very structured and that was kind of rigid and it also put pressure on people to have something to present to the group. So now we just sort of say, okay, what are we going to talk about? And and maybe like um, Kirsten, you had your, your webinar that you did or Caroline was working on her, her project one time we did that, the cover review, which was so, so helpful. We we just shared covers and gave feedback on different things. And that was really helpful. And coming into today's meeting, I, I always try to think, you know, what I want to talk about. So I have a question that I want to kind of brainstorm or workshop with the group. So that's kind of how we pick the agenda. So I think, but I think the most important thing is that it's been organic but it's not so structured that we have to do it this way. It's sort of like what, what the members are interested in. Yeah. I do love how I did like, I I like the mix that we have where, you know, if, especially depending on the time of year where we might be thinking ahead for like, let's say Q4 or Q1 or Black Friday, or I know we in the summer talked a lot about how we could get ready for back to school sales so, um, and like, there is no topic that we don't discuss pretty much. It's like email marketing, social media, memberships, like pretty much anything we want to learn more about something that we want to put on the agenda. That's what we do. That's what we talk about. So yeah, that's pretty much kind of what kind of how it's structured and every mastermind's different. I know some of you have been in other masterminds, but it's really kind of, however you make it, if you are starting your mastermind or you're in a mastermind, you can always have it more structured. You can have it less structured depending on what the people in the mastermind want. Let's go around and just talk about like takeaways or favorite moments, fun moments, not so fun moments. If you want to share that, I'll go first and just say like, I know our mastermind has gone through a lot in the last year. We've got, we've had, you know, family, you know, come in the world, family leave the world. And I know we've all been supportive regardless of the situation. And so that's something I really appreciate is that we're kind of like doing TPT together and doing life together and just something that makes me really happy. Yeah, I'll go next. Um, It's Caroline Kaler again. And so I think like, what, you know, like Cassie said, I kind of sought out um, people. I just saw two amazing women give two separate presentations. And I was like, gosh, I just love them. And I only want to be around nice people. Like, I don't like mean people. They upset me. 
<laughs> so, you know, I just reached out randomly, separately to both of them. No idea they'd been talking about a mastermind. But, you know, the main thing I was looking for was kindness and support. We kind of have unusual jobs and our family members sometimes understand what we do and sometimes don't. And some of them are super supportive, but it's still just different. So I vividly remember when um, TPT was being bought and we were all kind of uh, panicking a little bit. And then we heard what had really happened. And so I went to our Facebook group for a mastermind and I was like, Going to post on there, does anybody want to have an emergency meeting? But Kirsten beat me to it because she'd already she'd already posted, can we have an emergency meeting? And I was like, see, these are my, these are my people. They get me, they see me, they know my needs. They and we, for the record, solved no problems, I'm pretty sure, during that emergency meeting. But it was just nice to have camaraderie and and happiness and be like, you know what? We we could get through this. Um, maybe it's going to be better. Maybe it's not. Um, so I think that's the big thing for me is um, I know that there are other people out there that get what I'm doing. And it's even super more fun because they are in this marketplace with me, but we don't really compete. So we can help each other without feeling threatened by our income as well. So that's that's also really, it's, it's just really unique, but it's really fun at the same time. And it's nice to be like, oh my gosh, this feedback was whatever, because my husband doesn't seem to get those feedbacks, but everybody in this group does. So um, so that's, that's what I, I absolutely love about the mastermind. I'll add to what she's saying. And one of the things that I love the most about it is how we are all um, driven to move our businesses forward in different ways. So um, none of us are solely focused on TPT. A lot of us are building memberships or building WooCommerce stores or trying to have other income streams. And so because we're all in that place, we can learn so much from each other. Um, I also love that we are pretty much all in a little bit different of a niche. Um, some of us are overlapping a little bit here and there, but it does make it to where we can all come up with the same idea and all sort of implement that same idea because we're not competing with each other. Um, but mostly I love just the friendship, getting to see each other. I know this is a lonely job, you know, especially if you're a full-time TPT creator, you're probably sitting at home, in your office, by yourself every single day. Um, and, you know, you don't have a lot of people to interact with or to talk with or joke with. And this is a time that we can get together and just laugh. One of my favorite things that we did was have a surprise baby shower for Kirsten. And Tanya was in charge of that meeting that time. And um, so she had her whole PowerPoint presentation ready to go and she's leading the meeting. And then all of a sudden the next slide was like, gotcha, this is your uh, baby shower. And it was just so fun to get to do that together with her, even though we all live in different cities and we don't normally get to see each other in, in real life. So I think having a mastermind is not only good for your business and your, your business growth, but just for yourself personally, to have people that support you and that are on your side and that will listen to you when you're sad or when you're happy or celebrate with you. Um, this is the group that I always want to text when something good happens or text when something bad happens. They're the ones that I know get it and understand it. 
And Cassie even had a piece of cake delivered to Kirsten for her baby shower with DoorDash. And I was beyond impressed. I like timing too. It like was in the middle of me opening the presents. I think I heard the doorbell ring. (laughs) I was like, it's delivered. Okay. Wow. I was completely caught off. Like that was not expected at all. I was like prepared to like, I don't even remember what the topic was, but I was like, all right, we're going to learn about, I think it was like product covers or something. You know, I never, we never did go back to that topic. Like it seemed like a really good topic. Yeah. We need to revisit that actually. (laughs) I remember your PowerPoint being really, really good. I was like, dang, she spent so much time like making this look so professional. (laughs) I'll add it to what has already been said. Um, This Okay, so I love the friendship. I love the connection, the laughter. We can cry together. We can, I mean, like we text each other even outside of meetings to encourage one another and communicate, like stay encouraged, stick it out, you know, like all the things that you need to have longevity in this business. But I think my favorite is the accountability because I know even though these aren't my bosses, (laughs) I guess I'm so used to having the experience of being a teacher and having co-teachers and my administration that I kind of miss certain elements of that work environment where I know somebody's going to be expecting me to show up at a certain time and have my stuff together. And I love that because it does get lonely and you can get distracted easy, easily when you're working by yourself all the time. So I love that when we have topics there's accountability later. It's like, Hey, how is that going in your business? Or have you been seeing improvement in that area? Are you being consistent? I also love it when we have had our power hour work sessions, like those are so motivating for me because we have, it's silence. You're showing up to get your work done, but you know that on the other side of that screen, there's about four other people who When the timer goes off, we're going to turn our screens on and you're going to have to show what you did. Um, It sounds like that could produce a lot of anxiety, but for me, it lights a fire under me. And I'm like, see, this is what I need because there are times when I'm just dragging and lazy or distracted. So I think that's my favorite aspect of this kind of mastermind, having people who are like-minded, motivated, driven. We're not just here to complain and whine about the problems in our business. We're here to find solutions, to make things better, and hold each other accountable while also being great friends. So love that. So uh, I'm going to, this is Mary Pat again. So I agree with everything that everyone has said so far. Um, I do really love the working sessions that we've had, um, the times that I've been able to participate in them. You know, just like Caroline's really good about saying, is anybody anybody available to have a working lunch? And it's, I love stuff like that because it does keep you accountable and it gives me energy. And Cassie and I have done like make it, take it. We call it make it, take it, but you know, like challenges to, can you get this product done for whatever? Can you do something with what, you know, have some kind of challenge because of course with a group, there's so much more energy and um, enthusiasm and um, and then the other thing that I think that I was just jotting down some notes listening um, 
you know, the collective knowledge of the group, like for classes that people took that they would recommend to each other or not recommend. But, you know, that's so important because you were shelling out a lot of money for courses. Are you going to get a lot from that? The technology that we, you know, people know, uh, share and um, the authority and experience that everybody has in whatever areas of expertise, even if it's just like looking at something and giving an opinion. And the other thing that I think is that I really appreciate since since we're on, we all live in different places is the we have that Facebook group. And I'm really not on Facebook very much, but I go on Facebook and look at our Facebook group. And if I get an email, I think it's interesting for the group. Or if somebody sees something or something happens, we post in there. And so in between our meetings, we're still communicating and sharing information. So I think that that's that's really good. You know, that's been really beneficial for for me. And um, and it has been a really positive thing, because like everybody said, this can be a lonely a lonely business. And um, it's really nice to have other people who understand what, what you're going through and what you're doing and people to challenge, challenge you, right. Or challenge me. So. Definitely love that. And I was just thinking as you guys were all talking, cause we're all out of the classroom right now, um, working from home full-time in our business. But uh, it kind of reminds me of, you know, having, being on a team, like, the third grade level team and all of that and how you had to do your PLC meetings weekly or however often you might have done it. But it it's it's nice because it's like less pressure as far as, you know, you don't have any uh, students to be accountable for, but we're accountable for ourselves um, collectively and just being able to share ideas and uh, get ideas just for our to take away into our businesses. So that's kind of what it like I was like kind of reminded of like being on a team, a grade level team and um, without all the drama, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really, really have enjoyed this mastermind. When you were talking about that, I wanted to say maybe you reminded me of something and that is there's we we don't really have a leader. I mean, everybody kind of floats up and, you know, kind of come rises up and everybody kind of, so it's not really like it's one person's response. Cassie started the group and set up the Facebook group and set up, you know, the parameters, but she's not in charge of the meeting. We all just kind of take turns doing that. And I think that's really important because that could be really intimidating for somebody who wants to start a mastermind, but, thinks, well, now I'm in charge of one more thing and I have to prepare all this stuff. And I think that's a, a, a real plus to our group is nobody's really, you know, in responsible for the content of what happens in the meetings. Yeah, that's a great thing to point out because it is like, you know, you don't want because if you are thinking about starting a mastermind, don't ever think that you have to be like, you're the leader of that mastermind. You want to have people in your mastermind that are equal to you so that we, you know, you all can contribute ideas. Um, and it's not like just one person doing all the sharing and scheduling everything and everybody else is just following along. It That's definitely not how our mastermind runs. So the last thing I guess we can just share is if anybody's listening 
And they're probably thinking, I want to start a mastermind or I want to join a mastermind. Um, what are your best tips on joining or starting a mastermind? I'll I'll talk about that just since I remember going through this. Um, I think you just first, you have to have the idea that you want to do it. And then you just need to be open and paying attention constantly for people that you think would be a good fit. So look for people maybe that are going in similar directions as you want to go, but maybe that are in a different niche. So maybe you want to find someone that has a membership or wants to start a membership, but they have high school and you have elementary or something like that. That makes a good combination. But I think just don't rush it too much. You know, also don't stall out and never make anything of it. But just for a while, be okay to be patient and to be looking and listening and putting feelers out there. And that's exactly what I did with Tanya. The first, when I had that strong feeling of like, I think this is, I think she's the one, like, I'm, I think we can start this together. There's been a few people that said, you know, that Cassie kind of started this group, but really I didn't, it was Tanya and me together because if she wasn't going to do it, I wasn't going to do it either. So I'm so glad that she, she spent some time thinking about it and she felt like she wanted to kind of move in that same direction that I wanted to move in. So we did it together and, and then we just, we just had ideas of people that we wanted to invite. And they were uh, people that we've been watching and kind of stalking like Kirsten. And um, we had people that we'd worked with, like Courtney Roberts is in our group too. And um, we watched her do lots of things with Easel. Um, so I think just be open and ready to ask people. Not everybody will say yes. Some people don't have time. They don't have the energy. Maybe they're already in one and that's okay. But um, you will have people that want to work with you and maybe, you know, you'll start off with more than you end up with and that's okay because you're going to pare down to the exact people that, that, um, will make a meaningful group for you. And I'll add to that a little bit since I was the one that was kind of hunting for a group, but, um, you know, be, be true to yourself. So, um, I, knew what I wanted in that I wanted people that were kind, first of all, and then I wanted people that were driven and I wanted people that were successful. So I put out all of those things about myself. So, you know, when I solicited an emails and, you know, contacts to other people, I said, you know, Hey, this is who I am. Here's my website. You know, I'm a, I'm a tier milestone two seller on TPT. I, have these accomplishments. Um, I loved this about what you did. I love this about you. You know, it was, it was, it wasn't a generic copy and paste. Well, AI really wasn't a thing yet, but AI generated whatever, you know, it was, it was truly something that I wrote and something that came from my heart and that I meant. So, you know, you do have to be willing to put yourself out there. Um, I think Tanya responded first to me and she was like, yeah, uh, Cassie and I are going to start a group together. And I was like, oh my gosh, and then I messaged Tanya back and I was like, okay, now I'm freaking out because I don't know anything. I know nothing. I am so sorry that I wasted your time. I will not be able to teach you anything. And I probably didn't sleep much the next couple of nights. Um, and you know, I'm just that, that typical thing that we all do. We're so excited. And then we're like, oh, great. What have I done? Um, but I did a great thing and I'm so, so happy that I am here. So just 
if you are looking for a group, make sure that you are true to yourself, that you are advertising yourself as you are, and um, that you are looking for people that you're like, yeah, those are those are people that I want to share my life with, not just my business goals with. So that's that's the way I would go about it. I'm going to add one more thing, kind of what Caroline said, and that was when Tanya and I started like putting feelers out for other people and inviting other people into the mastermind, we did have a list of character qualities that we were looking for. And they did include things like supportive, kind. Um, I don't remember what was all on there, but we did make an outline of what we wanted our group to be. And we wanted people that would fall in line with that um, personally and work ethic wise and all of that. Um, This is Tanya again. I was a part of a mastermind group before this one, and the leaders of that group did everything just right. I mean, I, that was a new experience for me, but I absolutely loved that group. I couldn't stay in it because of scheduling. So I'm going to start with that as the tip. Um, if you are going to have a mastermind group where you have a variety of different people in different time zones, then it's very important for you to know, like, what kind of parameters do we want here? Um, if you have people in your group that are still in the classroom full time, then they can't meet during the daytime. Um, but if everyone is doing this business full time, then obviously you can start talking about having weekday daytime hours versus having to meet on the weekends or in the evenings, which is why I had to leave that first group. I would also say the size of the group also matters a lot. If you have a group that's too small, like two or three people, you, you should expect that as you go along, there are going to be absences because things come up in life. So if you have three people in your group and somebody's absent, it's not really a not not to say that that can't be a productive meeting with just two people, but it really helps if you can have, I would say, six to 10 people in your group. So then that means always be thinking about the possibility of adding new people as time goes on because somebody might leave the group or somebody might can't be consistently active. So then you have to be thinking about, okay, what if we go to a conference or a meetup or we have other people in mind, then they can come into the group later like and be superstars in the group with you. So think about that too. Um, organization is really helpful when you have something like this because you're learning together. But I would say, again, having people who are all committed to being involved, that takes the pressure off of one person's shoulders. And you just lean on your different strengths together. I'm really type A, like I usually am thinking ahead, oh, for the next quarter, let's go ahead and think about every topic you want to have for or whatever. And then I have to lean back because I have people in my group who are like, girl, please, I can't even think about what I want to eat later today. And you're already planning out topics for the next quarter. <laughs> um, just respecting your strengths and weaknesses and personalities, because as you work together in the group, you know, those things are going to happen. And then finally, I would say, do not be afraid to be in a group with somebody that might challenge you. That's actually a really good thing. I don't have a business background. So I really like being in a group with somebody who's going to challenge my business mindset or my mindset about trying new things. I love that this group, 
Like somebody's always showing up at a meeting like, ooh, have you all seen this new tool or new AI or this new idea? And it challenges me. So like that's how you grow. Um, Think about people who are different from you, a different niche. But if they have a similar niche, do they have a strength where you're weak? Can they teach you something new or challenge you in a way to grow? Those are also things Cassie and I talked about, like, wait, this seller over here seems really good at blank. They could really help us grow in that area. Oh, that she's a sped. She has a sped background. Oh, this person is amazing at email marketing or whatever. These collection of strengths challenge you. And that's a good thing. You want that in a mastermind group. That's how you grow. Yes, I love all of y'all's answers because it is, I think, important to make sure that whatever you, however you want to go about joining your mastermind, you have similar qualities and values with other people who might want to join. So while, yes, it's definitely okay to like post an application or Google form uh, for people to join a mastermind and you can go through that process, like a selection process. Um, you don't, you're not obligated to have to, you know, post something like officially application style in a Facebook group. You can just DM people, email people that you might be interested in joining a group with and, uh, just somebody you really admire, somebody you look up to, or somebody who is in a similar niche as you, and you want to just kind of, you know, riff ideas off each other. Um, and also probably thinking about somebody you might have already connected with in person at a conference or um, somebody you've maybe DM'd back and forth in stories on Instagram. So there's all kinds of ways you can go about it. There's really no set way, just making sure, um, just as they've said, make sure it, you know it aligns with all the qualities you want and aligns with your schedule and all of that. So um, if you if you're a part-time seller, you might want to, or not part-time, but if you are still full-time in the classroom and are working on TPT part-time, you might want to find other sellers who are kind of the same way where they're working on um, TPT on the weekends and they work at school during the weekday. So that's another extra tip there. But yeah, thank you guys for letting me record this. I am so happy though to be it with you guys in this mastermind. And I know that my listeners are going to really love this episode. So thank you guys. Thanks for listening to the creative teacher podcast. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Southern Have an amazing day. Are you looking for a way to grow your business without working too much harder than you already are? Do you want to optimize your limited time and see a real impact on your business efforts? Well, I've got great news for you because your data playbook can help you achieve all of these goals and then some. As a teacher, you know that the education market is super competitive, and in order to succeed, you would have to stand out from the crowd and deliver results that really matter to your customers. But without the right tools, it can be kind of hard to know if what you're doing is truly paying off. And that's where your data playbook comes in. 
The membership is designed to help teacher sellers like you leverage the power of data-driven strategies. You can unlock valuable insights about your customers, your products, and your sales performance. This membership is packed with access to analytics tools and resources, personalized coaching sessions, and a community of like-minded teacher sellers who are also eager to share their insights and experiences. I totally believe that your data playbook can help you take your teacher seller business to the next level, but don't take my word for it. Check out the website to see what other teacher sellers are saying. I'd appreciate it so much if this is something you're considering to check out my affiliate link in the description. There are different membership tiers. So if this is something you're considering, you should definitely check it out. It's your data playbook and I hope you can join.